0: All right, turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms 144 and verse number 1. Psalms 144 and verse number 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Uh, that particular passage serves as our foundational text for this series that we are in entitled Enemies of Faithful Expectancy. Enemies of Faithful Expectancy tonight is lesson number seven. And so we started looking at the Enemies of Faithful Expectancy. Enemy number one, we said, is lack of faith. Enemy number two is lack of strength. Enemy number three is lack of understanding. And that's where we kind of park uh, just for a moment as we look at this lack of understanding. Uh, Now, we know that understanding is extremely important according to Proverbs uh, chapter 4 and verse number 7. It says, in all thy getting, get understanding. So understanding is is very important. Uh, Remember the principle that I shared with you, and that principle was understanding creates within our heart a, a root system for the Word of God, a root system for the Word of God. If there is no root to the Word that I receive, then that word would be taken away from me. And so in context, uh, this root system, it represents you and I having an understanding of the word of God, because when we don't understand the word of God, the scripture says that the wicked one, he will snatch the word away from us. And so we are looking at these four areas where there is often a perpetual uh, uh, lack of understanding, a perpetual lack of understanding, number one, was in the area of the will of God. And, and so we examine five ways in which God reveals His will to us. Number two is the Word of God, the Word of God. And then number three uh, is the ways of God, the ways of God, uh, which is the pathway to the blessings of God. So let's look at this final area, area tonight where there is what I call this perpetual lack of understanding, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. Number one is the will of God. Number two is the word of God. Number three, the ways of God. And number four, the wisdom of God. So turn with me in your Bibles tonight to Job chapter number 28. Job chapter number 28. So this, this area, these four areas are most definitely areas that you and I, we have to really be on guard uh, concerning these areas so that we don't lack understanding of the will of God. We know we can understand the will of God, so we don't lack understanding uh, in the Word of God, and we don't lack understanding in the ways of God. And then this last area, not lacking understanding in the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. Now, you at Job 28, now wisdom is the ability to have greater insight and make better decisions. It is the ability to have greater insight, greater insight. Say greater insight. Greater insight. And the the purpose of that insight is so you and I, we can make better decisions. Our lives are driven by the decisions that we make. Matter of fact, our lives they go in the direction of the decisions that we make. You and I will experience the consequences of the decisions that we make. Consequences is not always bad, it just means the end result uh, that automatically comes with a decision that has been made. So if, if, if wisdom is for me to have greater insight so I can make better decisions, and I'm not even sure if we think about it, and I think if we do, It'll cause us to see why the wisdom of God is so very important because if we had wisdom, we could make better decisions. Would you agree with that? Amen. Yeah, there are some decisions that we've made over our year, over over the years of our lives, some decisions that we made, we probably would have made a better decision had we had better wisdom. And so the wisdom of God is there to help you and I to make better decisions in life. Now, we are making decisions all the time. And in the course of a day, I mentioned it in, in, in noonday, and then somebody looked it up for me because it just came to me while I was teaching. But if you just think about it, in the course of the day, how many decisions you really make, how many decisions you make, how many decisions I make on an average. So on an average, every adult individual that's conscious uh, makes on an average of 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000 Decisions in one day. So if you're making thirty-five thousand decisions in one day, I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to need the wisdom of God Amen. with all these decisions that we're making. And and, he, he, and here's the here's the frightening part about that. That's some decisions we're making, and we're not even conscious that we're making them. So these are not all just conscious decisions where we are, you know, actually thinking through a process and making a decision, some of these decisions, I mean, it's almost like we're just on autopilot concerning many things, and we're just making decisions, and our lives are just going in that direction. But decisions, and so if the purpose of the wisdom of God is to give me greater insight so I can make better decisions, and I am and you are a decision-making machine, Now, it says that children make on an average of 3,000 decisions a day, 3,000 decisions a day. So watch this, so as they become adults, they start making more decisions. And they're gonna get up to 35, but if you're making 35,000 decisions a day, my God. And you know, I, I make the statement, we come to this earth looking like our parents. We leave this earth looking like our decisions. Where you are today is a result of the decisions you've made. Amen. 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 So if I, because watch this, when I leave here, I'm going to make some decision. Tomorrow, I'm going to make some decisions. And if decisions are, are guiding my life, then I ought to start making better ones. And if I'm going to make better ones and make the best one, then I need to start yielding myself to the wisdom of God. Amen? Now, so look at verse verse 20. Verse 20 20 of Job 28 says, Whence then cometh wisdom? That's King James English, you know, Whence then cometh wisdom? That simply means where wisdom come from. That's all it means. So, So where does wisdom come from? And not only that, but he goes on further and says, where is the place of understanding? Where does wisdom come from, and where is this place of understanding? Because there is a place of understanding. We know both wisdom and understanding, they are important. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, but in all thy getting, get understanding. So where is wisdom coming from, and where is this place? Where is understanding coming from is the question that's being posed. Now, he answers the question in verse number 28. If you look at verse 28, he answers the question. And unto man, he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. What's wisdom? Fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. So any person who's not operating in the fear of the Lord, guess what? Answer the question. Guess what? Finish that statement. They are not operating in wisdom. If you're going to operate in wisdom, it starts with you operating in the fear of the Lord. Amen? So if I'm going to walk in the wisdom of God, i got to get an understanding of of what the fear of the Lord is all about. So I can walk in the fear of the Lord, so I can walk in the wisdom of God. He says unto the man, he says, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from what? Evil is what? Is to have an understanding. So a man who does not depart from evil, he's a man who lacks understanding. Amen. You know, the Bible says that when a person commits adultery, it, say, it says they do it because they, they lack understanding. That's something they don't understand. That's why they do it. In other words, had they understood what they were doing, they wouldn't do it. But they're doing it because they lack understanding. Now, now look at Proverbs chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 9. To fear the Lord... Now, the fear of the Lord is, is not to be afraid of God. It's not to be frightened by God because Scripture says God's not giving us that kind of fear. Right? So we don't have to be afraid of God. It's, it's no different than you not being afraid of your parents, but that's such a reverence and such a respect for your parent. That's just some things you're just not going to do. That's just some things you're not going to say. That's just certain behaviors you're not going to portray because of this, this reverence, this, this, this regard that you have for your parents. Amen? Amen? So the fear of the Lord, when he talks about the fear of the Lord here, it is to have a continual awareness of God, a sincere reverence for God, as well as a sincere commitment to obey Him, the fear of the Lord. Give it to you again. A continual awareness of God, where I'm always aware of God. This sincere, uh, this sincere, or extreme reverence for God, extreme reverence for God, and sincere commitment to obey Him. Now, if I have that, if I have that, then I have the fear of the Lord. Amen. So when walking in the fear of the Lord then, I have to be aware of God. I have to acknowledge God. I have to be conscious of God and acknowledge him in all of my ways, as the scripture says. And then he's going to direct my path, right? Isn't that what the scripture said? Well, in order for me to do that, I got I to trust in him and I can't lean to my own understanding. That's what the scripture says. And so it's to have this awareness of God, this extreme reverence for him, this reverence this this awe of God. Never get to the place where God no longer awes you. You got so used to God and, you know, I mean, it doesn't even awe you of what God does in your life. When you stop being awed by God, you start taking what he does for you for granted. And that is the first step to becoming an ingrate And becoming complacent amen this sincere commitment to to obey what he says look at verse number 10 of Proverbs 9 verse 10 says the fear of the Lord come on is is the beginning of wisdom the fear of the Lord is where wisdom starts it's the beginning of wisdom you're at the beginning of wisdom the fear of the Lord is where wisdom starts and the knowledge of the holy, talking about God, is understanding. Having an understanding of God, having a knowledge of God, he says that's, that's what understanding is all about. Now let's go to Proverbs 1-7. Proverbs 1-7, we're talking about the wisdom of God. I, what I love about the wisdom of God, you know, the, the wisdom of God is, is almost, almost it, 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 to a certain degree, receiving it is just like grace. There's nothing we can do to work up and and get grace. Grace is nothing more than a gift that God extends toward us. Amen? It's God not allowing what we deserve, but giving us his best in spite of. It's called the grace of God. So you can't be good enough to get his grace. You can't help enough, you know, little old ladies across the street to get God's grace right? There's no works. You can't do works to get grace because grace has nothing at all to do with works. It has everything to do with God and a decision that he makes to be kind toward you and I. Amen. Despite our having ignored him. It's called grace. Amen. Now, and we attach our faith to that, and as a result, we get saved. Well, just like grace levels the ground for all of us, also the wisdom of God. Because you don't have to be, watch this, you don't have to be smart to have wisdom. Amen. You don't have to be educated to have wisdom. There are a lot of people educated have no wisdom. And I know some people have wisdom, lack education. They lack education. They have no education whatsoever. But they have wisdom. Amen. The Bible talks about, uh, in in Proverbs, said that there was a a poor man in the city. And the poor man, the poor man, by his witness, the man is poor. I don't know why he's poor, but obviously he's, he's made some choices, some decisions, however, that has landed him in poverty. And the Bible said he was a poor man, and this poor man, by his wisdom, delivered the city. But it said, but they didn't think much of him because he was poor. That's what the scripture said. So, so the wisdom of God, anybody, any, all of us qualify for the wisdom of God. Amen. Because wisdom has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with how long you've been born again, how long you've been walking with God, anything like that. It just simply has everything to do with God making this available. Wisdom... It's like Wi-Fi. That's right. It's out there. It's it's out it's it's out there. It's available. And I don't know whoever's IT in here, uh, you know whatever you gotta do, blah blah blah, then tie in and boom, you pick up the the wi fi. <laughs> No matter how much money you have, how much money you don't have, all you need is the right equipment, blah, 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 whatever, and you, you tap into it, and you're on the internet. Now, you you all over the world. That's how wisdom is. It's out there. And God said, if you want it, just ask me for it. Because I have it. It comes from me. Amen? That's what God said. And, and, and you and I can get it. And thank God he would give it to us. And the Bible tells us that God is not cheap. He's not stingy when it comes to distributing his wisdom. He gives it liberally and upbraid it He don't hold back on. He give you as much as you ask for. Isn't that good? That he'll give us wisdom so we can make better decisions. Better decisions. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to making better decisions. Amen so I'm going to need the wisdom of God. So look at verse number 7 of Proverbs 1. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, watch this, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The Bible says you you correct a wise man, he'll, he'll love you for it, and he'll increase and be the better as a result of it, but you correct a fool, he'll hate you. Anybody anybody seen anybody like that? Yeah, yeah. Anybody on your road like that? (laughs) He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise. They they turn down. They they make light of uh, wisdom and instruction. So there is a sharp contrast between the wise life and the foolish life. The wise life and the foolish life. And you want to live a wise life and not a foolish life. You don't want to live a foolish life. If you live a foolish life, you're cutting your life short. If you live a foolish life, you are robbing yourself of the quality of life, of the life that God has ordained and has planned for you and I to live. So that contrast between the two, the wise life and the foolish life, is the wisdom of God. A wise person acknowledges, fears, reverences, reverences, and obeys God. A fool despises instruction and cannot be told what to do. The wise person is wise because he starts at the beginning. And the beginning is the fear of the Lord. If someone were, was, if you were having a, a house built, If you were having a house built (laughs) and they're getting ready, they just just started this week building your house and you go out to the property where they're building your home, what do you expect to see them doing first? What is that? Learn the foundation. Yeah, sure, of course, clear the land off, but lay that foundation, right? Mm -hmm. You don't expect to go out there and see them working on the roof. Right? They wouldn't be, watch this, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be starting at the beginning. The beginning is the foundation. And see, that's what wisdom is. T- to have wisdom, you got to start at the beginning. And the beginning of wi- wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord. If you don't walk in the fear of the Lord, you cannot have wisdom. Because that is where wisdom starts. That's where it begins and what makes the wise man what makes the wise man wise is the fact that he starts at the beginning what makes the foolish man foolish is the fact that he doesn't start at the beginning therefore he has no foundation so what is he doing he's building his life but he has no foundation he has no foundation now i want to show you something go to matthew chapter 7 and verse 24 matthew chapter 7 and verse number 24 and something very interesting here that I want to point out to you. A wise man, he starts at the beginning. What is the beginning of wisdom? Come on, class. What is the beginning of wisdom? Fear. The fear of the Lord. So I acknowledge God, uh, I reverence God, uh, you know, I, I honor him. All of this deals with the fear, the fear of the Lord. Now, watch verse 24 of Matthew chapter number 7, Matthew chapter, chapter 7, yeah, to, to fear him, I mean, to, to, to have the audacity to do what he tells you to do. Walking in, in that level of fear that you choose to obey God regardless of the consequences. Amen. See, it's one thing to believe God in spite of evidence. It's one thing to believe God in spite of the evidence. The evidence says this, but I believe God. The evidence says that, but I believe God. The evidence says that sickness and disease in my body, but, but, but I choose to believe God in spite of the evidence. It's one thing to believe God in spite of the evidence. Watch this now. But it's a completely different thing to act on what you believe in spite of the consequence. And and that's where a lot of believers get off the bike right there. They don't go down there. Them dogs down there. They ain't going down there. Now, I believe. Oh, yes. Amen. I believe, Pastor. In spite of the evidence, oh, glory, high shot, I believe. <laughs> Amen. Okay, all right, all right, we got that. You believe, now let's act on what we believe. Amen. Well, Pastor, if I do that, you know, this could happen. See, see, it's changed the game right there. Changed the game. See, anybody, it's easy to believe in spite of the evidence. But can you act on what you believe in spite of the consequences? that may come. Amen? So we're going to look at this in in Matthew chapter 7 and and verse number 24. Uh, There's a contrast here we want to look at because we're talking about the the wise person versus this, this foolish person, versus the foolish person. You know, wisdom, see wisdom, the Bible says in and, and, you know, and when, when you get an opportunity in your, in your own, you know, if you don't already have your devotion set in the morning, I encourage you in the morning to just read Proverbs chapter number 4. Because Proverbs chapter number 4 gives, gives us what I call the benefits of wisdom and, and what all wisdom can do for you and I. It talks about how, how wisdom will promote us. It talks about if we, if we embrace wisdom she will preserve us. And I love it because, and when it talks about, with, you know, she will exalt you. She will bring you to honor. She will bring you to great riches. She will sustain your life. She will preserve your life. Watch this. She will add days to your life, and she'll add years to your life. That's what wisdom does. And it uses, it uses wisdom in, in the female gender. It refers to her as a female. And I thought about that. I said, you know, it's interesting. I've heard a lot of names, biblical names, spiritual names for females. I've never ran into a girl named Wisdom. Joy. What else? Hope. You know, women name hope. They name them hope, faith, mercy, grace, miracle. What is it? Blessing, charity—all charity. these names they name girls. i have never heard one girl wow. name wisdom. Amen. Amen. Hello, wisdom. Hello, this is wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Who you taking to the prom, wisdom? <laughs> Wow. Not one. And the Bible uses uh, the female gender to talk about wisdom. What all she can do for you. So for those of you who are still in the game, <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking for a name for your, for your, your daughter, name her wisdom, and just, just, just break past off something. That was my yeah. idea. That, that was my idea. Yeah. Y'all, y'all heard it first right here. Yeah. You heard it first right here. <laughs> wisdom. Wisdom. Man, just imagine a, a girl grows up being called wisdom. And you take it to proverb four and say, "This is who you are." Shh, y'all don't hit me. Come on now, because we all get our definition from the word of God. Amen? Versus these names that mean nothing. Half the folk naming these babies can't even spell a baby name. (laughs) I ain't going to call no names. I don't want folk getting mad. Why I ain't going call that name? (laughs) Because I couldn't pronounce that other name you named your child. (laughs) But wisdom, watch this now. So, So we're talking about wisdom, the wise man versus the foolish man. Now watch this. So wisdom, watch this now, wisdom... Well, add years to your life. God gives us wisdom so we can make better decisions. So watch this. You you could add years to your life just by making better decisions. So if wisdom or being wise add years to my life, then being foolish, obviously, it takes years from my life. And it does because the Scripture says, be not overcome with much foolishness. Why die before your time? See, the foolish man, because he's foolish and he makes foolish decisions, he will die before his time. Sometimes your decisions can take you out. That's why you just can't buy into every time somebody dies, you say, well, it was just their time. That ain't necessarily so. Some people are dying before their time. Some people are just foolish. You can't be in a gang and, and lose your life and then say, well, it was just his time. No, that's foolish living. That's good about you, yeah. Drinking and, and wearing all your insides out and then you die, that's foolish living. Amen. Come on now. Amen. You're caught in the bed with somebody else's spouse and you lose your life, that ain't God calling you home. <laughs> that's foolish living. Why die before your time? Amen. 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 It's foolish living. So watch this in, in verse 24. Verse 24, Matthew 7 and verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and what? And doeth them. It's not enough just to hear them, but what? You have to do them. This lines up with James Uh, uh, it talks about don't just be a a hearer of the word only, but be what? Be a doer of it. It's right here. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him, what? A wise man. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house on a what? Rock, foundation. He builds on a foundation. See, a wise man who hears the word of God and does what he hears, obeys what he hears, executes and carries out what he hears, he is building his life and he's building it on a solid foundation. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat up on that house. It beat that house. But watch this. It fell not. Why? Because it was founded on a rock. How did he build this house on a rock? It it, it says this is the man who hears the word of God, what? And does what he hears. When you hear the word and do the word, you're building. Amen. When you hear the word, you're building. What are you building your life? If you're not hearing the word of God, it's, it's, it's impossible to build your life on the word if you're not hearing the word. A wise man he hears and he gives heed, he takes heed to that which he hears. Watch this, verse 26, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, come on and do it them not. Do it them not. Both men are hearing, but what is the difference? One is doing and one is doing not. One is not doing. Watch what he says now. He says, e- everyone that hear these sands of mine and doeth them not shall, shall be lacking unto a what? Foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Both men build. But it's, it's the storms of life that proves what you've built on. Both men build. Now, now watch this. Don't, Don't miss this. Even a fool can build. We see it right there. We see it right there. You can be a fool and build. And that's the deception. That's the deception for not crossing over and becoming a wise man and remaining a fool because you think you good just because you build. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, say, any old fool can build. Any old fool can build. <laughs> any old fool can build. Yeah. We just read it. It's in your Bible. Don't listen to me. It's in your Bible. We just read it. The wise man built and the foolish man built. So even a fool can build. A fool can build a marriage. He can build one. He can build one. Just, just find him somebody who will marry. he don't want to come to counseling? He ain't into that. I ain't got. I don't have anything to do with that. You know, just, you know, this this us. So, so he, he can build him a marriage, get him a couple of kids, and have no knowledge at all about the Word of God, and have built him a marriage. But the rain coming. <laughs> The flood coming, the wind going to blow, the devil going to huff and puff, and if you ain't built on the right thing, he going to blow your house down, he going he to blow that little marriage down. He can build his, he can build his fatherhood, just get him a couple of kids, Get him a couple of kids and say he a daddy. But the wind going to blow. And the Bible says here that that the rain fell. Look what it said in, in in verse number 25. It said, and the rain descended. Now look at verse 27. And the rain descended. There's no difference in the rain. Rain is rain. The rain descended. The floods came. The winds blew. It beat up on that house just like it beat up on the other house. And it what? Fair and great was the fall of it. Why is that? Because this man built up on the sand. How do you build on the sand? Let pastor show you how you build on the sand. All right, watch this. Here's how you build on the sand. When you come to life, I mean to a one-hour empowerment Bible study, you're here, I see you, you're here. You hear the word, and then you walk out of here, and don't do it. You are building on sand. You agree with that? Yes. Now, I'm gonna make another statement. You're not gonna agree with that, but, but, but it's just listen. And you're a fool for doing that. Boy, yeah. mm-hmm. well, they rose up, boy. That, I saw that, I saw that, man. Ooh-wee. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't call you a fool. I said, if, if, you, if you sit, you, you, you could have been at home, well, come on on Wednesday night. <laughs> Look at that, empire, empire. Okay, watch this, watch this. If, if you're going to come and not do what you hear, you do better off staying home watching empire. Because a fool is a fool. Whether you sitting here and not going to do what you hear, or whether you sitting at home watching Empire, a fool is a fool. Amen. Amen. Somebody going to get mad, what are you try calling me a fool because I'm staying home watching Empire? You know? <laughs> Look, don't run up in here Sunday morning like you got an attitude. <laughs> If you're going to hear the word and not do the word, the Bible said, uh, unto us was the word preached as well as unto them, but the word did not profit them. It didn't benefit them because it wasn't mixed with faith in them that heard it. In other words, they just heard it, but they didn't do anything with it. And that's a fool that's building his life, his marriage, his ministry, his relationship, everything, his career. He's building it. Okay, but it's on sand. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to wash away. It's not, it is not going to last. It's not going to last. You got to build on the rock. You got to build on the rock. Jesus even said concerning the church, upon this rock, not the sand, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Because the rock represents the foundation. Can you imagine them building your home and, and you, you never walk through it, you just pass by and you see them building, you know, they close it in and all that, then you, you happen to walk in one day and realize there's no foundation. And I wonder how many people are building their lives. But there's no foundation. And when the rain and the winds, and, and here's, here's a reality, the rain's gonna come. Well, pastor, I don't receive that. <laughs> See, that's, now that's a fool. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus. For, go, go to Proverbs 2 and 6. Let's hurry. Let me, let, me, let me make some headway here. Proverbs 2 and 6. But again, read Proverbs 4. In your devotion, and and let it bless you, let it minister to you, and you'll see the benefit of having the wisdom of God and what our wisdom will do for you. For the Lord give it. Come on, come on. Out of His mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Notice wisdom, knowledge, and understanding come from God. Wisdom, knowledge. And understanding all comes from God it's like authority authority comes from God it doesn't matter who's in office but the principle of authority is God's idea it comes from God and so wisdom knowledge and understanding comes from God it doesn't matter who's using it it all comes from God God is all knowledge he's all wisdom he's all he's all knowing go to James chapter 3 well, let me, let me just, just write James chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. Just write it down. But it talks about, there are two kinds of wisdom. Write this down. There are two kinds of wisdom. There is the wisdom of the world, and then there is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of the world, and there is the wisdom of God. And and James chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, it gives gives the difference between the two. Wisdom of the world is earthly, it's full of bitter envy, and it's it's all self-seeking. Its virtues are power, position, privilege, and prestige. Now, go to James chapter 1, verse 5. This will be our last passage tonight. The wisdom of God, operating in the wisdom of God. And, you know, and many times when you're waiting on the wisdom of God, that's why you, you, you have to make a decision that you're going you're gonna to live your life by the wisdom of God and not be rushed into decisions but really respecting the process of God and and waiting on the wisdom of God. Wisdom is so costly. It is priceless. And it is not to be exchanged for anything. That That the wisdom of God is so costly that if it means... I believe I have what's a good deal. But then I'm waiting on the wisdom of God. But then also, if I don't, they said, if I don't make a move today, then I'm going to miss out. So now, how much do I really value wisdom? Or am I going to make an exchange because I don't want to lose that because the day is the last day? And they said, if I didn't make a decision today, that they're going to do something else. Do you value wisdom that much to say, well, I mean, hey, man, I mean, I'm, I'm very interested, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm just not clear on what I need to do. Yeah. Well, I could drop the price. It's not, you, you, can, you can drop the price. You can do what you want. It's not a matter of price. It's a matter of wisdom for me. And I had, you know, your process, you know, I'm just waiting to hear from God on that. Do you value wisdom that much? Amen? And we've all made decisions. You know, we've all made decisions, rushed into decision, do it now, the fear that I could be missing out and it may never come back around again, and end up compromising the wisdom of God, giving something in exchange for the wisdom of God. And then God have something better for you around the corner, but you couldn't wait on God. That's a song they used to sing in church I grew up in. I grew up in a Baptist church. And they say, You can't hurry, God. Y'all remember that song? And I don't remember the rest of it because they'd be moaning most of the time. (laughs) They were doing a lot of moaning. But they could moan. We had some deacons that could moan. I used to to like to hear our deacons moan. All right, James chapter 1, verse 5. It said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him do what? Acts of God. Tell your neighbor, if you lack wisdom, wisdom. just ask God. God. It says that give it to all men liberally and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. But let him, come on, ask in faith, nothing wavering. So let me give you... um, Three ways of how to receive the wisdom, how to receive wisdom from God. How to receive wisdom from God. Number one, ask in faith. And that's what I just finished talking about. And you know why you have to ask in faith? Because if you know anything about God, when he gives you wisdom on a situation, it looks like the wrong thing. <laughs> come on, anybody? Come on, anybody been walking with God, you already know. I'm telling you, I've been in situations. I mean, look, what well, what well, God says, do this, and my mind is telling me to do this, and everything in me is telling me to do this, and, and look like look like I got a better handle on this thing than God does. God must don't have all the facts. He must don't have all the information, cause he can't want me to do that. Come on, anybody ever been there? Yeah, if you're walking with God, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Ask in faith. Ask in faith, which means whatever he says, I got to trust that. I have to trust that. Ask in faith. Number two, receive by faith. Receive it by, when he gives it to you, receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. Got to put on patience. Just got to wait until God downloads that wisdom. Because you can't hurry him. You just have to wait. And then, number three, act on it through faith. Act on it through faith. Act on it through faith. So when I get that download and get that wisdom, I'm going to act on it, watch this, not in fear, but I'm going to act on it in faith. I'm going to act on it in faith with confidence that God's going to turn this thing for my good, that it's going to work out for me. Even when I don't understand it. Even when it doesn't look like it. Amen. Amen. Even when everybody's saying you're crazy. You shouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done that if I was you. Well, they're not you. And you did what you believe was the wisdom of God. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for the word.